Welcome to the New Day Community Church Sermon Podcast. We hope you're encouraged by this message from the Kalamazoo, Michigan campus. For more info on the church, visit newdaycommunity.org. Well, we're just really thrilled to be with you. It's just such a joy to come here and be home, and we feel really at home here with you. And uh, people are where home is, right? (laughs) Actually, I've been learning that home is where the Lord is, and he's with me all the time, so I'm good, (laughs) because we've been moving around so much. But um, yeah, so um, this church is just a beautiful place. You know, we were were just, we grew up here, and um, kind of learned everything here. (laughs) And uh, we're super grateful for you as a family, and it's just, uh, it's actually quite emotional, because, um, you know, the Lord few years ago, many of you know our story, we were kind of minding our own business in one sense, and the Lord just told us very, um, in a dramatic way, that he uh, was inviting us on an adventure to go um, to an unknown land, <laughs> and uh, we went to the school of ministry at, um, at Bethel in Redding, California, and he told us to go for a year, but don't plan what's next, and it was quite a year of rest for us. We did the school of ministry there, um, which has like three years Um, You can do a first, a second year, and then an internship for your third year. So we just thought, oh, we'll just do the one year and just see what happens. But then in the middle of the first year, the Lord told us to do the second year. And then at the beginning of second year, um, we really strongly felt like the Lord was saying to buy a house in Reading and to transition over there and to kind of put roots down there. And that was a big, in one sense, a big shock. In another sense, um, it felt right because you know how sometimes when the Lord is speaking something, you might have a feeling, but you don't know until, like, it really comes to fruition. But the Lord just has kind of told us to go. So at the end of this um, trip here, we're going to be actually putting all of our things in a moving truck and driving, lumbering across the country in a a U-Haul and um, taking our stuff out there. So it's kind of a surreal time because, you know, it's like the real transition is happening. So, um yeah, but we have, in these last years, we have really um, learned a lot and been transformed in our hearts, and uh, we're excited because we get to share on something that we've been learning a lot about, where this month we're transition, well, we're doing a series on the supernatural, and we have been going to the School of Supernatural Ministry, <laughs> so it's quite well, fitting. <laughs> the discovery of the wireless mic. Um, so just in preparing for this series, I was thinking a lot about New Day and just how um, this church really has a rich inheritance and a legacy in the supernatural. And uh, just in the, from its beginning, uh, there's just been such a, uh, a willingness to pursue the Lord of the things of the Spirit and to cultivate that. And, and there's so many stories I could tell um, but there's just been so many miracles that have happened because of this church. And, and I was actually hearing the Lord say that he is so proud of New Day for being great stewards of the supernatural. And, and even just the things of the Spirit, the gifts of the Spirit, that the Lord is proud. And actually, I felt like this thankfulness on behalf of the Lord that New Day has been willing to go after the more of the Lord. And um, just over the years when I worked here, You know, people would come and just say, wow, here, I've actually been able to experience God. I knew about him before, but I have experienced him here, and it's been transforming for my life. I mean, that that whole 
message was repeated over and over with people who came here. But I was just feeling the Lord saying thank you as a church for being bold in that way, for pressing into the things that are unseen and being willing to see how that manifests in the physical realm. And so good job, New Day. Good job. You're doing awesome. Um, but it, it really is, looking at this topic, it really is about bringing the, the parameters and the rules of the kingdom of God and, and of his um, realm to earth, a place that um, is, is unfamiliar with those things. And the definition of the supernatural, whether it's a manifestation or event, is attributed to some force beyond scientific understanding or the laws of nature. And so for, for much of our culture, which is very based in logic, and things that make um, kind of logical sense, it can be quite um, boggling for <laughs> people who don't like to experience something beyond what they can understand with their mind because it's all about the spirit. So it's beyond our understanding and our journey going from you know our place here and going out to California has been a, a journey of being beyond understanding <laughs> because we had to kind of get stretch out of our framework, which was quite comfortable and safe, and, and do things that were crazy. Just a really quick story. Um, we had done our first year of school. We had all the finances we needed, but there is like this mission trip you go on, and uh, we didn't have the finances for that. But when we asked the Lord about it, he said, don't ask people for money, just pray, which we were super excited about because we don't like asking for money. And um, so we did that, and um, at the same time, we had, through a series of circumstances, felt the led by the Lord to go to Germany during the summer. We had been invited by some pastor friends of ours to go to Germany and to travel around to churches there. And we had no idea how that was going to happen because for a logical mind, you would say, we're having a break from school. We are going to make money because you need to do that for the next whatever we're going to do. And that turned out to be the school year. It only makes sense to work hard, and you don't just go to Germany <laughs> and spend money, right? And so it was so beyond our understanding, but um, so that was going on, side note. So we're, we're pursuing um, praying for finances for this trip, and we, we pray, and at one point we needed $2,500 in one week in order to go, or else we'd be kicked off the trip. So we were praying. We were doing that. <laughs> we were sending prayer requests. But really quickly, just this snowball effect started happening. Somebody gave a large sum, and somebody else gave, and somebody else, and more and more people. And actually, a bunch of people from this church, thank you so much. Um, we got $2,500 in a week. We also got another $2,500. And we knew that the Lord was providing for Germany. It ended up being uh, like all that we needed to be able to go. So where the Lord had led us, he was providing in a way that we didn't expect again, beyond our understanding. So we, we have continued in that way. It's like you just have to think in different parameters. And literally, there'd be moments where we're just like, <laughs> this doesn't make sense. How do we live this life? You know, and that's happened over and over and over. And, um, you know, the, uh, um, the prophet John the Baptist, when he was um, preparing the way for Jesus, he had, you know, had this great ministry. He was preparing the way for the Lord, and then he was found himself in jail, and something happened that he wasn't expecting, and so he was actually wondering what here is going on, and that's what we need to do. We're in a place where we don't know what's going on. We need to go to Jesus, and that's what John did, so he sent his disciples 
to Jesus and said, you know, what's going on? You know, something that's happening. I'm in jail. I didn't expect this. And there were some other things that had happened that he was wondering about. And his disciples said, you know, what's going on? John wants to know. And Jesus said, um, go and report to John what you see, hear and see. The blind receive sight, the lame walk, the lepers are cleansed, and the deaf hear. The dead are raised up, and the poor have the gospel preached to them. And blessed is he who is not offended because of me. And um, over and over, there's these moments in our lives where unexpected things happen. And what John did was so good that he went to Jesus to find out what was going on. And, and Jesus said, the kingdom is advancing. And it might not look how you thought, but the kingdom is advancing. And all these awesome miracles are happening. And that was the testimony that was able to give John the answer. And um, it's been so fun to see miracles keep t like taking place before our eyes. And this year, we were able to pray over a gentleman who had had multiple concussions from sports injuries. And he had had so many concussions that he actually lost most of his memories from his childhood. And uh, he also had, like, numbness in his hands. He couldn't feel things. He had other symptoms as well. And we prayed for him. And as we prayed, he was holding out his hands like this. And we just said, what's happening? And he said, my hands are getting really hot. And sometimes that's a sign that the Lord's doing something. So we told him to put his hands on his head. So he did. And just within a matter of like a minute, he just started crying, and we said, what's going on, and he said, I'm actually remembering my best friend from when I was a kid, and he died, and I, I'm remembering the funeral, I'm remembering the last time I saw him, I'm remembering what he was like, and that memory was causing this emotion, and he was just kind of feeling that emotion, but he had not been able to remember that before, so his memories were coming back, and just, you know, a little longer, and he's like, oh, I'm actually seeing rooms in my house from when I was a kid, and I'm actually, you know, remembering my house that I couldn't remember before, and then later, he said that the, the feeling in his hands came back, and he had all that restored, and he was mind-blown. He was visiting from another country, and he couldn't believe it, and that is the power of Jesus. It doesn't make sense, you know. It, it doesn't, there's nothing that could have caused that to happen except the Lord, and we're just able to see that people are getting healed, and that is the sign that the kingdom has come. And um, in Matthew 7, it says, Ask, and it will be given to you. Seek, and you will find. Knock, and it will be opened to you. For everyone who asks receives, and he who seeks finds, and to him who knocks, it will be opened. And um, there was this um, kid in our first year class who got before our whole school and he told this story of um, how he had started out he had didn't really know that people could get healed but he stumbled on some YouTube videos about how to heal the sick and he got so inspired and he wanted to see this happen so he prayed for people in his high school he kept praying for people but the thing is is they weren't getting healed so he prayed for one by one, and no one was getting healed. Guess how many people he prayed for? Guess how many? Give me some numbers. Huh? A hundred. More than that. Five hundred. More than that. Fit he, twelve hundred. Twelve hundred people he prayed for, and not one person got healed. 1,200 people he prayed for. I'm like, after 600, wouldn't you be like, I guess it doesn't work. <laughs> like, I, I just, when he was telling this story, I was actually 
so moved. He said after the 1,200th time or so, he started, he kept praying. He just kept going, and people started getting healed one by one by one. They were all getting healed, and he, he had graduated. He moved to his local community college, and he said that he was beginning to be known as the Jesus kid because so many people were getting healed and experiencing the love of Jesus that he was known as the Jesus kid, and he had this major breakthrough, but 1,200 people? I mean, I, I was like, what kind of tenacity is that? Like, what about his dignity? What about being embarrassed about the failure over and over and over? And, you know, I just was realizing that a lot of this um, advancing of the kingdom and experiencing miracles and going after that stuff, you actually are faced with quite a bit of disappointment. You know, it can really cause us, when we are hoping and expecting for something and praying and believing in the Lord, one of the things that we really end up facing is disappointment. How many of you have faced disappointment in praying for something? Yeah, exactly. And um, one of the things I, I have I've prayed about that myself, just in, you know, experiencing some of the same things, I'm like, Lord, what about that? Because what we do is we protect ourselves from disappointment, and so we back away because we don't experience that stuff on a day-to-day -day basis or when we pray, you know. Um, thank God for our prayer team. Like, they, they are experiencing some awesome testimonies, you know, awesome healings. But it circles back to the truth that God is good. Do we believe that he's good? Are we, are we able to see that even though maybe we're disappointed or we're experiencing really hard things, that he's good? And I think that's actually what it comes down to, is do we believe he's good? And so once we get that truth locked in, you know, the Bible says it, and if you look at so many areas of our lives, you can see the goodness of God. But, but if we lock into that truth and we really believe that he's good, then we see that actually if we're disappointed and something is hard, he's actually compassionate and he's with us in that. He's empathizing and he's, you know, he's, he's sat on our behalf as well. He's with us to be able to comfort us, to take care of us, to be there with us, to be intimate with us about it. And I felt like he was saying, you know, that we can come to him and, and he can be the protector of our heart instead of us protecting our hearts by backing away from him. And uh, honestly, like one of the major things we do is we point the finger at the Lord. If we don't understand it and it's not going the way we thought, we immediately blame the Lord. And I, I found that I do that subconsciously. I don't even realize I'm doing it. I'm angry, but it's under the surface because in my head I'm not supposed to be mad at the Lord. And so, and so processing that, is so healthy to be able to say, I'm angry, Jesus, you know? Let him know how you feel because he's not afraid of your emotions. He really isn't. He's such a friend. He's there for you, you know? And so to be able to say, I'm angry, this is tough. Get it out. Let yourself feel your feelings with the Lord, but let him come into that place. Don't stay there. Don't stay angry. Let yourself feel those emotions and, and let the Lord hold you let the Lord comfort you. Let the Lord let you process and then inject hope back into you again so you can get up again and start and let him speak into that. Maybe he's going to give you a strategy. Maybe he's going to help you see his perspective on it that will kind of change the way you look at it. So many times over and over, I'll stay in a place for a long time, and then when I finally go to the Lord, I'm like, oh, <laughs> he speaks to me, and it does something that changes everything. 
And so, and so let, let's let ourselves, let the Lord protect our heart instead of us doing that by backing away. And let him, let him help us process our disappointment and let him be near to you so that you can get back up on your feet and go for it again because he is good and he's full of hope for every hopeless situation. Wherever there is hopelessness, you know, there's some lies there, but hope abounds. You know, hope does not disappoint. Yeah. Oh, you have the mic. You're, you're wireless. <laughs> All right, let, can we turn to 1 Corinthians 12? Get your Bibles. This is my Bible today. But all of you that have real Bibles, you're one step up. <laughs> Actually, I have to go there now. I was looking at something else. 1 Corinthians 12. Um, all right, I'm going to read 1 and 2 and then 4 through 11. <clears throat> now concerning spiritual gifts, brethren, I do not want you to be unaware. This is the New American Standard Version. New American Standard. You know that when you were pagans, you were led astray to mute idols, however you were led. And I want you to make a note of that. It says mute idols. I thought this was interesting. Then skip down to verse 4. Now there are a variety of gifts, but the same Spirit. And there are varieties of ministries and the same Lord. There are varieties of effects, but the same God who works all things in all persons. But to each one is given the manifestation of the Spirit for the common good. Say, I am given the manifestation of the Spirit. I'm given the manifestation of the Spirit. That wasn't very... <laughs> Let's say it again. I am given the manifestation of the Spirit. Verse 8. For to one is given the word of wisdom through the Spirit. Think Solomon one of the wisest men anointed by God to have wisdom, and to another the word of knowledge according to the same spirit. Word of knowledge, think about Jesus when he is with the woman at the well, and he says, I know that you've been married to these different people and had these other relationships. He had a word of knowledge about um, the woman, something that he wouldn't have otherwise known unless God told him. To another faith by the same spirit. Think about Matthew in Matthew, where it talks about saying to that mountain, be moved into the sea, having faith that goes beyond the normal levels of faith that we experience. So these are all gifts of the Spirit. To another, gifts of healing by one Spirit. To another, affecting of miracles. And to another, prophecy. And to another, distinguishing of spirits. To another, various kinds of tongues to another the interpretation of tongues, but one and the same Spirit works in all these things, distributing to each one individually, just as he wills. And I thought it was interesting that in verse 2 it says, we're led, that when you're pagan, you're led astray to mute idols. Mute means what? They don't speak, right? All of these manifestations of the Spirit involve a God who speaks to us, who communicates to us, who is, who, is, who is connecting us to his spirit. And that contrast to me is, is amazing. We, when we're pagan, we're led to things that don't speak to us, 
But when we step into the, to becoming Christians, the manifestation of the Spirit, which we all have, we all have the manifestations of the Spirit, the manifestation of the Spirit involve God communicating to us. All of these things are God communicating to us. So when you were saved, when you said, Jesus, I want, I want to follow you with my heart. I want you to be a part of my life. When you said, Holy Spirit, come and fill me up, you invited a new identity. The Bible says that we're new creations, right? So there's, a, a, there's a, the Spirit, this manifestation of the Spirit, and these spiritual gifts that are given to everyone. So we shift from being someone that's dead to someone that's alive, a new creation. It's like a, a butterfly and a caterpillar. <clears throat> Did you know that um, the caterpillar actually has, and I'm not a scientist, so don't judge my exact words here, but the caterpillar actually has DNA or genes in it for the butterfly. They're actually embedded in the caterpillar. And then the caterpillar goes and dies, gets this little nice cocoon, dies, and then comes out as the butterfly. And so there's this recreation, kind of similar to what we go through, right? When we come to know Jesus, we are created new. And, and there's an, it's like we're built inside with the Spirit. It's like the Spirit is ready inside of us to manifest. And so um, I'm excited to tell you that you all have an identity in the Spirit. All of you have an identity in the Spirit. You all have an identity in the supernatural. And so as, as we look at... Um, as we look at that, uh, we see that the, those, uh, it was verse 8, I think. It says, it's for everyone else. So we're filled with the Spirit, the manifestations of the Spirit, and it's for the common good. It's for the, it's for the people around us. And so I want to encourage you today that your identity is a, a, as a spiritual being. It's a, it's a spiritual place that we live in, and it's a supernatural that we live in. All right, the supernatural is actually quite natural. The supernatural is actually quite natural, and I would say the opposite is true, too. In the natural, the supernatural is happening all the time. And we like to separate these two things and kind of go, oh, now I'm, now I'm just living in the natural, and now I'm living in the supernatural, but I would... I would like to suggest those two are actually very closely inter intertwined. Last year when we, when we were here, um, I talked about how the, there's this progression that happens with Jesus' life. He gets filled with the Holy Spirit and he goes and starts doing miracles. And he starts doing amazing things that the people on earth have never seen before. And then what does he do? He gathers a bunch of people around him called disciples, and he says, all right, you guys, now you go do this. Now I'm anointing you and saying to you, go out and do the things that I've been doing. And then what does he do? He doesn't just stop at his disciples. He says, all right, let's bring a bigger group in. He talked about the 70. He sent out this group of 70 to go do it, and they healed the sick, and they cast demons out, and they worked in miraculous ways. And then before he leaves, he says, this is for all of us. This is for all of you to do that. Does anybody remember when I talked about that last year? Yes. One hand, two hands. Yes. So 
it, it's, this, it's this permission to live by the Spirit. It's this permission to work in the ways of the Spirit. Connected directly with the, the natural is the supernatural. So here's what I think of when I think of how the natural and the supernatural connect. Um, I worked for Consumers Energy for a whole bunch of years, and um, many days I'm, at, I, I'm seeing problems in front of me that seem like they have no solutions. And I'm asking, God, what are the supernatural answers to these problems? And I'm asking him for supernatural strategies. I always like to say, there's always an answer for the problems that you face. There's always a supernatural answer. There's always a natural answer. There's always uh, an answer from God to the situations you face. So it doesn't matter if you, you stay at home with your kids. It doesn't matter if you're a janitor. It doesn't matter if you're a teacher, an engineer, a construction worker. There is, the Lord wants to bring who he is into your normal life because you are, you are spiritual beings that is actually in your DNA to be. <clears throat> yeah, so I, you know, in our culture, Western culture, we tend to only think in the natural. That's, that's the way that we tend to think. We tend to look for natural solutions and not to even ask God for supernatural solutions. Not to even ask God for the supernatural to be a part of our lives. Um, and, and I think our prayers lots of times are more like wishes rather than prayers of faith. And, and if we read the Bible and we believe what the Bible says, then when we pray, we don't wish things. It's like wishing on a star or something like that. We actually speak the way that Jesus spoke. We actually um, follow in his footsteps and do what he did. And we, we don't um, just wish that something will happen. We actually speak to the pain and tell it to go. We actually speak to the sickness and tell it to go. And I love that we took communion this morning. It's just a, a perfect connection and segue to the supernatural because on the cross, Jesus um, took our pain. He took our suffering. He gave us salvation. It's, this, it's the same miracle at the cross. Our salvation, the faith that we believe that we're saved, is the same faith we can have for healing and for seeing the supernatural outpouring in our lives. <clears throat> so I want to somehow uh, encourage you and inspire you to start to, to allow yourself to, to think in different terms, to start to allow yourself to think, I'm a supernatural being, it's who I'm created to be, it's my identity. And one of the biggest keys is to, to actually uh, start to notice and recognize the things that are happening around us where God is working and moving. Um, in Exodus 3.3, it talks about Moses. He's walking along, just minding his own business, probably going to take care of some cattle or something. And it says that he saw 
this bush, and it says he turned aside. So he stopped the direction that he was heading, and he turned and went to look at, at the burning bush, because he was like, huh, something strange is going on. And so he made a decision, I'm going to turn my direction, and I'm going to go see what this thing is. And then, obviously, in that moment, he encountered God. And when we notice little things that God's doing that looks a little unique, huh, that's different. What's, what's going on there? And we actually pay attention to it. We're going to find that we meet God in those places, that we connect with God in those places. I love the, the in 1 Kings 18, this is like one of my favorite stories. It's about Elijah. And um, he's, he prophesies, 1 Kings 18, 41, I'm just going to read it. No, I'm not. I'm going to summarize it. <laughs> he prophesies to Ahab. He says, go up and eat and drink. There is a sound of a roar of a heavy shower. Okay? There's no clouds in the sky. There's nothing. And God tells Elijah, there is a storm coming. Okay? What's that? Yeah, it's been a drought. And, and so... Uh, Elijah says to, so then Elijah says to his servant, go, go look and see if the storm has come. So the servant runs, looks, sorry Elijah, there's no storm coming. And Elijah's like, go back and look again. Servant goes back and looks again. Uh, I'm not seeing anything change, nothing new, skies look like this for a lot of years. Elijah, nothing. He sends him back, how many times? Do you guys know? Seven times. Seven times he sends him back to look. And the seventh time, what does he see? He sees a tiny little cloud the size of a man's hand. Can you imagine? Like, just imagine seeing, a, that's like a speck. Like the size of a man's hand comes back, tells Elijah. Elijah goes, quick, we gotta go. It's coming. And I'm sure the servant's like, that's just a little cloud. Very, very little. There's no way it's coming. But God had spoken something to Elijah, and he continued to look. He continued to look for it. And then when he saw it, he knew, oh, it's happening now. Lots of times when we pray for people to get physical healing, we'll ask them, on a scale of 1 to 10, how bad does it hurt? You know, and if you're on the prayer team or you've, you've had prayer from the prayer team, they'll probably do the same thing. So maybe someone says, oh, I, I have pain in my shoulder and it's, it's a 7 or something like that. And then, does anyone have shoulder pain right now? Shoulder pain? Yes? All right. All right. So they... They said, it's a, it's a pain of a seven. And then we'll pray for them, and we'll say, how's the pain now? And they're like, well, uh, I mean, it's a, it might be a little, it could be a little bit better. And we're like, that is the fist. That is the cloud the size of the man's hand. That little, little, little bit of improvement. If we wouldn't have prayed, that wouldn't have happened. So God's doing something God's put a cloud there. That means the, the storm, the heavy rain, is coming. So what do we do? It's a big key. 
we just realize, wow, God, you just did something. <laughs> you just moved and actually changed our physical body. You actually moved in a supernatural way. And so we thank God. We're just like, man, God, if we wouldn't have prayed, you wouldn't have come, and you came, and you, you just improved this little bit. We're so thankful that you're doing something. We can see you're, we can see you're doing something here. It doesn't look like very much, but we're going to focus on what you are doing, not the six and a half pain that's still there, right? But we focus on the, the little bit that God's improved. And what we found, it's been amazing when we thank God for those things. Just a genuine, thankful heart, recognizing that God's doing something in this moment. We, and then we pray again. The pain continues to go down. It happens time and time and time again. When we recognize the small cloud, when we recognize the small signal, when we turn aside and look and see, God, you're doing something. And we focus on what he is doing. We put our attention on what he is doing. Man, that just opens the floodgates and stuff starts to happen. Because it's so easy. It's much easier to focus on the stuff that isn't happening than the stuff that is happening. And so that is my third point. I don't know if you've been following that I have points. My first point is... <laughs> my first point is that the supernatural is who you are. It's your identity. The second point is that... Um, is that... <laughs> the supernatural is actually quite natural. It's a part of our normal day lives. It's there. The third point is that we look, when we look and we put our attention on what God is doing we'll see more of it. We'll see God start to develop. How do your shoulders feel right now? Any difference in pain? Try it out. Let's try it out. <clears throat> I may have shared this testimony before, but I was in South Africa, and this guy had told me, we were just talking to people at a college campus, and he told me he had an anxiety attack. Did I tell this story already? No? He had... He had uh, had an anxiety attack two years earlier. Ever since then, he hadn't slept hardly at all, and he had this pain, this achy pain in his kind of intestines and stomach region. So we continued to talk, and I said, man, I'd just love to be able to pray for you. And I said, on a scale of one to ten, how bad's your pain? And he said, oh, ever since we've been talking, my pain just completely disappeared. <laughs> I was like, I didn't pray for you, and your pain just completely disappeared. He's like, it's, there's no pain here at all ever since we started talking. I was like, all right, God works in ways that are beyond me. I don't even have to pray, and God does stuff. Has your pain reduced at all? Yes? No? That's all right. Yes. Thank you, God. Thank you, God. <laughs> That's so good. Didn't even have to pray. I love it. Um, okay, I need to be done. So my, four, my fourth point is there's action on our part, whether it's turning aside, yeah, you can come up, whether it's turning aside uh, to, to notice what God is doing and putting our attention on it, or like Moses, when the children of Israel were like stuck at the Red Sea, what did God say? He said, do this simple action, hold your arm out, and, this, and something's going to happen. Send, send the children of Israel into the water, hold your arm out, boom. The, he blows back the water and they walk across on dry land as a miracle. They didn't expect 
the Red Sea was not an option for them to cross, in my mind. They were stuck between the, the water, two mountains, and the Egyptians coming after them. And so, but it was a simple act, physical act. Did you know that physical acts actually cause supernatural breakthrough? Sometimes it takes us just taking a step into something that God's asking us to do that breaks, that breaks through. So, um, uh, yeah, so as I was just praying, I just felt like there were people that actually felt like they were at, almost at the Red Sea. They were caught in a spot where they didn't feel like there was a way out. And in Exodus 14, right, bef- right before that, it a- God actually tells the Israelites to retrace their steps to go back where they were, but that put them into a corner. And, and, and it actually says that um, Pharaoh said, oh, they're just wandering around in the desert. They don't even know where they're going or what they're doing because God had told them to retrace their steps. And I feel like some of you have felt like I've retraced my steps. I'm just back where I've always been and I'm not able to get out of this place and I feel like I'm stuck here. And God wants actually to supernaturally provide a way out that you did not expect. And um, whether it's with physical healing or whether it's with something else, um, maybe it's just, just life. You feel like, man, my life just keeps repeating in this cycle and there's no way out of this situation. And I just, I just felt like God wanted to, us to, um, yeah, so... Let's see. If that's you, if that, you're like, yep, that's me. Could you stand up, be bold, and go, yep, that's, that's how I feel. Cool. Thank you for your boldness. It's good. Physical acts released spiritual breakthrough. So we're going to be like Moses today. And we're going to actually hold our arms out. Would you do that with me? Hold your arm out over the way out that seems impossible. And God, right now, I just pray that you will open up the sea before them, Father. Lord, even this week, in the name of Jesus, we just say that there's breakthrough to go in a direction that hasn't been gone before, to walk in a place that has been um, an option. I see options arising and opening up that weren't there before that you didn't see as options. And God's going to provide a way out of your situation that, um, yeah, that you didn't expect. Thank you, God. Thank you, God. Thank you, God. And uh, after after service today, um, you can come up, or is Adam coming up? Um, after service today, we'll be happy to pray for any of you guys. Um, we'll we'll just kind of join the the prayer team and uh, pray for breakthrough and uh, 
God, I just pray that there will be an increase in the supernatural gifts of the Spirit in each one of our lives, Father. I pray that that will begin to bubble up within us, Father, that we'll have a hunger to see you working and to see you moving in our lives. And yeah, we just know that you've created us. Our identity is in, in, this, in the supernatural and we're called to be supernaturally natural. And so, uh, Father, we just pray for breakthrough in those areas. Lord, we just, we don't want to have to pray for 1,200 people. <laughs> and we receive, <laughs> we receive the breakthrough that David got in Jesus' name. And, yeah, and, and I pray that by our hands and us taking little steps of faith that we'll see breakthrough in the people's lives around us. These gifts are for for the good of the people around us. So we pray that you'll use us supernaturally to affect the people around us. In Jesus' name, amen.